Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. In the lead from Republican Yeshley Vega. History made in Maryland. Democrat Wes Moore will be the state's first black governor. Also in Maryland, residents vote to legalize recreational marijuana. We'll get updated results from Nick Ionelli at the WTOP election desk and we'll check in with our reporters for reaction from the candidates. 10 o'clock on WTOP. CBS News on the hour. Presented by Indeed.com. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. The polls have closed in a total of 44 states, and CBS News continues to characterize the House as leaning Republican. Since 1946, the president's party has lost seats in the House in 17 of the 19 midterm elections. CBS's Nancy Cordes. President Biden spent the day calling around to various Democratic leaders, including Speaker Pelosi, and his team is already looking to set expectations. In fact, one Biden advisor pointed out to me this afternoon that several recent presidents have weathered difficult midterms and gone on to win re-election two years later. The Pennsylvania Senate race between Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz and Democrat Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman is a toss-up. In the Nevada Senate and Governor races, CBS News characterizes both as toss-ups. Utah Senate race as leaning Republican. CBS News projects Republican Sarah Huckabee Sanders has won the Arkansas governor's race, Democrat Maura Healey the governor's race in Massachusetts, and Democrat Daniel McKee is also projected to win the governor's race in Rhode Island. CBS's Adriana Diaz in Wisconsin with more on a scare there earlier. There was one frightening moment this afternoon. A man with a knife entered a polling place north of Milwaukee and told the staff to, quote, stop the voting. Now, thankfully, no one was injured and the man was taken into custody without incident, but voting was paused for 30 minutes before the poll reopened. Chris Krebs, former director for the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, tells CBS News there have not been any real noticeable attacks or threats against election infrastructure. It happened a few hours. There's been some low-level sort of activity known as possibly denial of service attacks against a couple different systems, including uh, the Mississippi Secretary of State's website. But importantly, those sorts of systems, just the websites themselves, have no connection or meaningful uh, interrelation to the actual process of counting, casting, and ultimately certifying the election. Class is canceled tomorrow for some students in North Seattle after a student was shot and killed on campus. KIRO's Sam Campbell. It happened a few hours after the school's first bell. Students say they heard gunshots and hid behind classroom walls. Senior Draven Hikeina. Everyone just needs to stop fighting, come together, hug, hug each other because losing someone over something small is not worth it. A suspect is in custody. There's one winner of the more than $2 billion Powerball jackpot bought in Altadena, California, where CBS's Christina Ruffini is. People told me they never win anything, one person said, and the whole neighborhood seems a little excited that the winning ticket was sold at Joe's Service Center. Uh, I ran into one woman who said, you know, this is just everybody wanted to come up, everybody wanted to see it, people have been walking by, people have been taking pictures. It's a lot of energy and a lot of excitement. This is CBS News. Make the hiring process work for you. With Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution, you can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. Breaking news on WTOP. History made tonight in the Maryland governor's race. Democrat Wes Moore beating out Republican Dan Cox. Moore speaking to his supporters live from Baltimore. Let's listen in live on WTOP. Just catching him at a quiet moment. In between. I love you back. I love you back. And you know, and the thing is, when I look across this room tonight, what we see right here is we see Maryland. Yeah. 
right? We see people from all backgrounds, from all walks of life, from all income levels. We see teachers. We see small business owners. We see nurses. We see union members. All of you who lent your voices and also gave your votes to this campaign. And who said the same thing. Who all said with a collective voice that our time is now. And what we're seeing today is that in Maryland, we can come together. You know, you know, I was telling somebody, you know a question I never once asked my soldiers? What's your political party? That is Democrat Wes Moore, who has beaten out Republican Dan Cox in the Maryland governor's race. WTOP's Kate Ryan is with the Moore campaign in Baltimore. She joins us live. That's right, and you get a sense of the excitement of the crowd here. There's been a lot of back and forth calling out to him, declaring that they love him, and him telling the crowd here he loves them too, and he credits his win to their support from Mountain, Maryland, out in western Garrett and Allegheny County, all the way to the eastern shore. Um, now again, history is being made here, not only with uh, Wes Moore as the first black governor, but his running mate, um, Lieutenant Governor Aruna Miller, will be the first immigrant to serve in that office. And you'll have the first comptroller, Rook Learman, serving in that office. Um, overall, this is the, the result that uh, Democrats in the state wanted to see. Uh, and there is a lot of excitement and happiness here tonight. That is Kate Ryan live at the Baltimore campaign headquarters of Westmore. He declares victory in the Maryland governor's race. The other side of that equation, the Dan Cox campaign, the Trump-supported Republican campaign. WTOP's Sarah Jacobs brings us this report from their watch party in Annapolis. The crowd here at Dan Cox headquarters is not having it. The fact that the race was so quickly called for his opponent. They're still in party mode, waiting for their candidates to take the stage. They've cheered when the video screens showed Dan Cox leading Westmore with just 2% of the vote in, but that 2% obviously doesn't tell the whole story of Maryland voters. Cox's running mate, Jordana Schifanelli, drew a standing ovation when she and her husband walked into the party. Attendees with red wristbands are right now getting their photos taken with Dan Cox. We're told he should be taking the stage shortly. Whether to concede or not, we'll see. At Dan Cox election night headquarters in Annapolis, Sarah Jacobs, WTOP and now let's go to Nick Ionelli live at the WTOP election desk. Yeah, Michelle, you were all talking about how Democrat Wes Moore is defeating his Republican opponent, Dan Cox. Another projected winner in Maryland tonight is U.S. Senator Chris Van Hollen, the Democratic incumbent, projected to defeat his Republican opponent, Chris Chafee. Van Hollen spoke to the crowd moments ago. And I want to thank all the volunteers in this room and around the state who went door-to-door, -door, who made phone calls, who sent text messages. This is your day. One of the questions on the ballot is whether to legalize recreational marijuana in Maryland. Voters have decided to do that.
according to the Associated Press, that is going to pass. In D.C., the projected winner in the race for mayor is the incumbent Democratic Mayor Muriel Bowser. And in Virginia, eight of the 11 U.S. House races have been called so far. They're all incumbents who were expected to win. One of the races still not called that we are watching very closely is in Virginia's 2nd Congressional District. Democratic Congresswoman Elaine Luria is behind her Republican opponent, Jen Kiggins, with 79 percent of the vote counted. Kiggins is at 54 percent. Luria at 45 percent. Live at the election desk, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Let's head to the district next. Mayor Muriel Bowser winning a third term, but some other interesting things happening. WTOP's Mike Marillo in Northwest D.C. with the Bowser campaign. Mike, did you hear us introduce you? Clearly, the uh, feed is correct. The line to Mike is correct. He can't hear us for the time being. We're going to fix that and push on here shortly. It is 10.07. A 13-year-old boy in the hospital after being shot in Prince George's County tonight. Police say it happened around 5 o'clock on Jameson Street in the Hillcrest Heights area. We'll have more on that shortly here on WTOP. Now 10.08. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, we're back with Bob Imler in the traffic center. On the outer loop of the Beltway on the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge and the through lanes, turns out it's a work crew staging on the right side of the roadway. Not sure if they're going to stay there or move on. Into Maryland. It is a Maryland work crew there. And they are working in Virginia on the inner loop of the Beltway. And between 50 and 66, you're down to a single lane getting by to the left. And uh, traffic is very slow getting by that. The off ramps to 66 should find those to be closed. And things are generally uh, slow just briefly into the work zone on 66 westbound at the Beltway where the right lane gets by. They're also getting by single file right after 50 to the Fairfax County Parkway, though. And uh, traffic on the outer loop, be alert, coming over the American Legion Bridge because they're setting up the road work from Carter Rock toward Georgetown Pike. For now, two lanes are getting by to the left. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, you're doing all right, as is 50. Out toward Bowie, Annapolis, and the Bay Bridge, nothing in your way. Frederick County has a couple of work zones on 270 southbound at 85, and again, at Route 80 each to the left lane gets by. And southbound DC 295, that was single lane, should be getting by to the left from Pennsylvania Avenue, headed toward the 11th Street Bridge. Can't find the new car you're looking for? Try a Fitzway used car. Next to a new car, a Fitzway car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good and safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller. Clear conditions here through the overnight, and because of those clear skies, we're going to get cold. Low temperatures area-wide will be into the 30s. Tomorrow, sunshine throughout the entire day, and it looks like temperatures will get into the lower 60s in many locations here in the afternoon. Sunshine Thursday morning, clouds in the afternoon, and temperatures in the middle to upper 60s. By Friday, we're going to have periods of rain. Could be heavy at times, and that rainfall looks like it'll linger into the early morning hours of Saturday. A breezy day on Friday with temperatures near 70, and then turning much colder here at the end of the weekend. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. 45 in Gaithersburg. It's 50 now in Arlington and 44 in Lanham. Lows tonight in the 30s. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 10 11. The people have spoken. Continuing coverage of the midterm elections from WTOP News. Quite a bit of excitement here involving this Virginia 7th Congressional District race. For the first time tonight, the Democrat on top of the Republican, Abigail Spanberger, the incumbent in this newly redrawn district, Abigail Spanberger, about 51% of the vote to Yesley Vega's 49%. We have 95% of the vote in at this time. 
And let's check back in now with National Journal Editor-in-Chief Jeff Dufour. He joins us on Skype. And uh, Skype rather. And Jeff, I'm just going to ask you off the top, what is the most interesting thing that you've seen so far tonight? Uh, the, the most interesting thing is probably that we haven't gotten a lot of early calls for Republicans in states like Ohio, North Carolina. Um, Ohio hasn't been called yet, although it seems like J.D. Vance is going to win. Uh, North Carolina is still much too close to call. The only state that we saw come in really early was Florida, who had big Republican wins for both Senate and governor. And that's one of the things I was really looking at. If this was going to be a big Republican night, we would see a lot of these big races be called at, you know, 845, 915, where we're not seeing a lot of them being called until 10, 11 o'clock at best. Um, and Democrats may take some of them. Um, and, and then I see races like Spanberger that you just mentioned. A lot of handicappers had this as the biggest bellwether on the East Coast. So this is undoubtedly a big win uh, for Democrats. It portends uh, pretty good things for them throughout the rest of the night. Uh, maybe we're not we're, – we're certainly not looking at a red tsunami. We may not even be looking at a red wave, to continue the aquatic metaphor. Maybe we're just <laughs> looking at a red at a red ripple. How about uh, the Elaine Luria race? We're talking about how Spanberger may pull this out in the 7th District. 2nd District, though, mentioning that Elaine Luria is a member of the January 6th committee, uh, the changing uh, – uh, Personnel, shall we say, people who live in her district with Jen Kiggins, the Republican, she's got 55 percent over Luria's 45 uh, percent. Was that a really tough slog for Luria to begin with? It, it was. Uh, she was always looked at as even a tad bit more vulnerable than, than Spanberger. And I also have to question some of her strategy in the in the late going. You said she was a member of the January 6th committee. She really leaned into that at the end. Uh, she made her closing ad, her closing argument, if you will, all about uh, democracy. And as it turned out, as much as you might want voters to care, not that many voters viewed that as their top issue, at least not compared to to the economy and, and inflation and such. Uh, so she might have uh, she might have been focused on the wrong thing right at the, in the late going. This is Mitchell Miller, Capitol Hill correspondent again. Uh, we understand Hi, it's not official yet, but CNN is projecting that Abigail Spanberger will be reelected and that Jen Kiggins will be elected to the second district. Uh, what do you say? What do you think that says this kind of split decision between these two uh, very, very competitive congressional races? Um, it, it tells me that that this is going to stay close uh, through, throughout the night. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of these races are going to come in uh, down to the wire, nail biter races. It's not going to be the big Republican sweep that Republicans had hoped they were. You know, look, let's talk about another Virginia district. If Republicans were going to have a big night, the hung cow uh, race versus uh, Congresswoman Jennifer Wexton in the Loudoun County district, that was the kind of candidate they needed to win. Um, and Wexton, that's that race has already been called for her. Uh, same thing in Rhode Island. We saw Republicans were really trying to run strong in a House district in Rhode Island. It wound up to be very, very close. But in the end, Democrats held it. Uh, they held the Colorado Senate seat. It looks like they're going to hold the New Hampshire uh, Senate seat. So I think this is shaping up for more of a for more of a modest uh, win for 
for Democrats, or sorry, a, a modest win for Republicans, and and Democrats are probably breathing a sigh of relief right now, even though there's a lot of uh, votes left to count throughout the evening. And Jeff, once again, thanks for joining us. Of course. Take care. <laughs> that is National Journal Editor-in-Chief Jeff Dufour joined us on Skype. And we will get right back to the vote counting and what's happening in Virginia now. Try to nail this down beyond a CNN projection about Abigail Spanberger winning re-election. Stay close. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Here's Rob Woodfork. All right, let's get you a Georgetown update. It is a a heavy favorite coming into this game against Coppin State, but the Eagles clearly don't care. They lead 63-60, to just uh, crossing uh, seven minutes left to go in regulation of this one. Uh, The Hoyas on their home courts, uh, beating themselves with 16 turnovers. They've shot just four of 12 from three-point range. Those are the main culprits, but uh, staying in this game, thanks largely to the big rebounding advantage, 42-22 to so far. Agak Agak with uh, double-double, uh, 15 points, 11 rebounds for the Hoyas. The leading scorer uh, so far, Brandon Murray with 16 points. He is the only Hoya to make a th- uh, to make a, a th- a multiple three-pointers. He's uh, three of five from deep, and uh, it's been pretty miserable for the Hoyas uh, from three-point range otherwise. We'll get you another update from uh, Capital One Arena coming up at 1045. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Top stories we're following for you tonight on WTOP. The latest from CNN, they are projecting that Abigail Spanberger, the Democrat running for the House of Representatives in Virginia's 7th District, is going to be the winner tonight. Again, this is a projection from CNN uh, that she will win over the Republican challenger, Yesley Vega. Uh, Right now, if you look at the Virginia Department of Elections uh, results, we see Spanberger with 51% 51% of the vote to Vegas, 49%. This with 210 precincts reporting out of 226. History made tonight in Maryland. Wes Moore, the projected winner in the race for governor. He becomes the third black governor ever elected in the history of the United States. And he is saying that true patriotism is alive and well in Maryland, alive and well in America. The uh, new governor, governor-elect, we should say, Westmore, addressing his supporters tonight in Baltimore. Voters in Maryland have also approved legalizing recreational marijuana. Meanwhile, in the nation's capital, Muriel Bowser has won her third term as D.C. mayor tonight. And Initiative 82, it proposes to change the pay structure for D.C. restaurant workers, requires employers to pay the $16.10 minimum by 2027. That has passed as well. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. And let's see if we can bring up Mike Marillo. He's in Northwest D.C. It is in line with some of the things we've been talking about here with the mayor's victory tonight. Muriel Bowser for a third term. Mike, if you're standing by, what can you tell us? Yeah, Mayor Muriel Bowser getting up on stage just moments ago and accepting her third term. of course defeating several challengers who went up against her but she had about 80 percent of the vote the second place rodney red grant only 12 percent of the vote i want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart if you were one of those people who got up to dress the polls at 5 a.m 
Democrats in D.C., many of the council members who won tonight and have been projected to win are Democrats. Reporting live at Cook Hall in Northwest, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Back to Bob Imler in the traffic center. On the Beltway on the outer loop, getting onto the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. In the through lanes, it is slow because of a work crew sitting on the right side of the roadway. And I believe they're going to be moving on here shortly. In the local lanes, there's no delay. Interloop Beltway jam from Gallows Road up to 66. Single left lane gets by the work zone there. Off ramps to 66 closed. And on 66 west, after Route 50 toward the Fairfax County Parkway, single right lane gets by the work zone. Eastbound 66, the ramps to the Fairfax County Parkway are closed tonight for road work. And southbound 28 to 66, single right lane is getting past the work zone. They're also working on the outer loop coming over the American Legion Bridge into Virginia. Two lanes to the left getting by, headed past Georgetown Pike. In Maryland, on the Beltway outer loop from 50 to 452, left lanes are getting by the work zone. And 270 southbound at 85, and again at Route 80, and each work zone single left lane gets by. We're good to go on 95 Baltimore-Washington Parkway on 50 off to the Bay Bridge. And southbound DC 295 at Pennsylvania toward the 11th Street Bridge, left lane getting by the work zone there. Biometric technologies have changed how we predict our identity. Idemia solutions are designed with privacy in mind. Learn more at identitywithintegrity.com. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Clear and cold overnight. Lows will be in the 30s tomorrow for your Wednesday. Sunshine throughout the entire day with highs in the lower to middle 60s. On the day Thursday, we'll see sunshine in the morning, clouds in the afternoon, noticeably milder with highs into the middle and upper 60s in a few spots. Rain showers, heavy at times on Friday with a chance that we could see some very breezy conditions as well. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. 50 at the wharf in D.C. and in Oxon Hill. It's 47 in Sterling. Lows tonight in the 30s. Weather brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. Breaking election news on WTOP. CNN, for the moment, is out on its own in calling the Abigail Spanberger race, saying that the incumbent Democrat in Virginia's 7th District has defeated Republican challenger Yesley Vega. CNN projecting that. We're waiting for other projections. Abigail Spanberger speaking right now. Let's listen in. And we must all work hard to keep it through our actions, through our votes, through our volunteerism, and through our participation as citizens. Tonight, we must recommit ourselves to the cause of our country, to the communities we live in, and to our neighbors, whether they align with us politically or not, and to our great country. Our children and our grandchildren deserve that. I want to begin by thanking my opponent, Supervisor Yesley Vega, her family for their sacrifices, her supporters for their engagement in our democracy, and their commitment to their candidate. And I want to thank my campaign team for their extraordinary work. everything we knew to do to ensure that the voters knew the value of their voice, the importance of this election, the work we have and wanted to continue doing on behalf of our Commonwealth. I want to thank our congressional team for their service to the people of Virginia's 7th District. 
That is Abigail Spanberger declaring victory in her election race tonight in the Virginia 7th District Congressional Race. WTOP's Dick Uliano is in Woodbridge, meanwhile, covering Leslie Vega's campaign gathering. The crowd is lively, the music is thumping, and the race is tight. Supporters of Republican challenger Leslie Vega, including Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears, are pleased that Vega had an early lead over Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger at Vega headquarters in Woodbridge, Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. So again, we have a projection from CNN, but as far as we can see, no other news organizations that Abigail Spanberger has won her race. We want to keep you updated on the other high-profile Virginia race. Jen Kiggins, the Republican candidate with 55% of the vote. Elaine Luria, Democratic incumbent, 45%. So a much larger margin of victory if this race is indeed called this way for Jen Kiggins in the second congressional district stay close to wtop we are toggling between national contests local contests that are nationally watched and of course our own local business here in the nation's capital 1024 on wtop cbs news special report campaign 2022 america decides CBS News estimates the House is leaning Republican in this election. CBS's Scott McFarland. They need to just net five seats they don't have already, keep the 213 they already have in their pockets, and they get to that magic number, which would mean a change in leadership in the U.S. House. Republicans are notching wins in Florida. CBS's Peter King is in Orlando. In a pair of lopsided wins, Marco Rubio returns to the Senate, while Ron DeSantis wins his second term as Florida governor. We saw freedom in our very way of life, and so many other jurisdictions in this country wither on the vine. Florida held the line. A judge in Maricopa County, Arizona, has turned down a GOP request to have the polls stay open later than their 7 p.m. closing. This after some electronic vote counting machines malfunctioned. The plaintiffs in this case, the RNC and the Masters and Lake campaign, waited a long time throughout the day. It seems like the court really reflected on that and said that you waited a very, very long time. You came right before the polls closed, and so there wasn't anything to do at this point. And there was also no evidence that any voter didn't get a ballot or was disenfranchised in America. CBS's news contributor, David Becker, the ballots being counted manually. Some results so far, Republican Sarah Huckabee Sanders has won the governor's race in Arkansas. Democrat Wes Moore has won the governor's race in Maryland. Ohio Republican Mike DeWine retains the governor's mansion. CBS News Special Report, I'm Linda Kenyon. 1025, money news at 25 and 55. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. The Dow rallied 334 points Tuesday. That was 1%. Lyft stock hit an all-time low Tuesday, falling 24% after quarterly numbers showed it continued to lose ground to Uber. Frontier Airlines starts BWI Marshall to Phoenix flights next week and will add Dallas-Fort Worth next spring. Grill Fish Restaurant in D.C.'s West End closes this weekend after 26 years citing rising costs and staffing challenges. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Asian markets are mixed at this hour. The Nikkei down a fraction. Stay with us on WTOP. A lot of local races to uncover. Some developing news in two high-profile races in Virginia for Congress. And we can say that the U.S. House is leaning Republican, but to talk about a red wave, a red tsunami, according to the experts we've been speaking with throughout the night on WTOP, is premature and maybe flat-out false. It may not be a huge red wave. We continue to count those ballots and bring you the latest results on your election source, WTOP. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along.